To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. So this week, my two favourite disruptors finally released one of their long-awaited projects, a short documentary series on Netflix called Harry and Meghan. You may have heard of it. I've been bemused by the lead-up to this release of this very carefully crafted glimpse into their love story and their lives. There's been outrage over the trailers. For goodness sake, it's just the trailer. And many, many column inches predicting what the six-episode series would contain and what the reaction would be, which is all rather pointless because, as we know, the palace really comments on anything as messy as feelings and would be grimacing through all this silently with a stiff gin in hand. What's obvious is that regardless of whether you're Team William or Team Harry or you love or hate Meghan Markle, there's a still huge interest in Harry and Meghan. If there wasn't, the media wouldn't waste their time on it and the series has already become Netflix's biggest show of the year in the UK. Some reviews have been sympathetic, but most have been scathing. There are people who will never forgive Meg, as Harry calls her, for tearing him away from his brother. Megan could get a, give a kidney to an orphan and the negative opinions probably wouldn't change. I don't really give a toss about it all. I don't count how many times H&M travel by private jet or how expensive Megan's clothes are. I, I really just don't care. But I am intrigued when someone decides to break the rule book and do things their own way. And a little part of me hopes that they make this work. Of course, one of the main criticism viewers have of the series is that Harry and Meghan look hypocritical for demanding privacy, then sharing some of the most intimate details of their lives. But the Sussex spokesperson now claims that they never asked for privacy when they quit their royal roles. So when they stepped back as senior members of the royal family and decided to work to become financially independent, it didn't mean that they would go and get a normal everyday job and settle into suburbia. I took it as... We're actually going to keep doing what we believe in and use our names to support causes we believe in, but not within, excuse me, the institution of the royal family. They want to do it on their own terms. And if that means taking on a bullying British media or calling out institutional racism and unconscious bias within the royal family, then so be it. Just because something has always been done a certain way doesn't mean it can't be done better. I quite like the fact that Harry decided to challenge the accepted notion that royal girlfriends getting harassed by the media is acceptable. Okay, while it all feels very touchy-feely at the moment, I don't mind that they're fighting back and saying what they want in a way they want, even if it is a tiny little bit undignified. In time, Harry's concerns and forthrightfulness may mean he comes out on the better side of these issues. The Sussexes were never going to step out of the limelight and disappear. Instead, they're starting their new lives by taking control of their own narrative. And love it or hate it, it's a heck of a lot more fun and interesting than hearing second-hand reports of something innocuous, (laughs) something sort of nothing Prince William said to a punter during a walkabout. I might even watch episode two. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.